Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 88. Today, we're going to be talking about how the EdTech companies of the world are supporting teachers and students during our distant learning days. Welcome to the show, guys. We are now in our third week in our school district on distant learning days. I know some of our school districts are out for two weeks, three weeks, and as we're sitting here, they just made the announcement in Washington that we're gonna be out probably until at least the end of April. Guys, we're here for the long run. I am so excited that you guys are here listening to this podcast and that we can be a part of your professional learning. Just a couple quick announcements before I bring on our guests for today. We are going to be doing our third Tech Coach Roundtable. It's going to be held this Wednesday night at 8.30. If you're interested, check us out over on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. Ping me. DM me. I'll be happy to send you guys our Google Forms. That way you get invited. Last week, we had about 60, 70 or so tech coaches show up on a Zoom meeting. It was absolutely awesome. If you're interested, no charge, just a lot of support. Check us out. We're doing our Tech Coach Roundtables free for everybody on Wednesday nights at 8.30 Eastern on Zoom. We would love to have you guys there. I want to bring on somebody who's been to our last couple Tech Coach Roundtables, Miss Melissa Summerford. Melissa, how are you today? I'm doing good. Um, Just hanging in there. I mean, we're about to get started with pushing out our digital or distance learning at my school. So I'm excited. This is what we've been waiting for and preparing for. So I know we got this. Oh, I love your energy. And of course, you are returning. You were here on our show last week talking all about one-to-one coaching, which you just got done doing, didn't you? You did an entire week of coaching teachers to get them ready for this. How did it go? That that is correct. It it I got a lot of really good feedback, and it it gave me an opportunity to practice coaching in a different way, virtually, because I'm used to doing PD like face to face, one on one, or in a group setting. And now, you know, it gave me the opportunity to push forward and and tackle this online. Like, how is this going to look? How am I going to get audience participation? So I'm I'm loving it. I'm challenging myself, and it sometimes gets a little difficult, but it's it's going well. It's going. Well. Well, you know, I love juxtaposing the energy that you have with the stuff that's going on. My school district is going into our third week, and I've been having some great lessons with our kids. I've also been having some difficult lessons with our kids. I think the biggest lesson that I'm noticing is kids don't understand that 8 o'clock a.m. actually is 8 o'clock a.m. Um, Melissa, what are some of the challenges that you're trying to get your teachers to face as they go into day one, week one? Well, just making sure that everyone's set up. Um, we've got the um, share feature 
features correct on in Google Classroom? Are teachers able to access those documents? So right now we just kind of been working through all those little pieces. So whenever teachers do push out tomorrow, um, they'll feel prepared. And you know they're gonna have some like mistakes, and they're gonna they're gonna you know they're gonna feel like they're fa failing. But I just want I just want to remind them that it's okay. Like this is new for all of us. Um, I listened to a podcast that a friend suggested um, by Brene, Brene Brown, and it's all about the, well, excuse my, <laughs> it's FFT, or you can say T, uh, terrible first times, and, it, and it's okay, like, it's going to be uncomfortable, and that's what I want teachers to know, like, this is new for all of us, so it's okay to fail, as long as you're falling forward. And you know what? If you're out there doing distance learning with your teachers, we would love to hear from you guys. Check us out over on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or visit AskTheTechCoach.com. We are starting to build our stockpile of distant learning lessons. And of course, we are also here to help you guys create amazing websites for your teachers. But that's not all we're going to be talking about today. I have an amazing guest, I believe a returning guest onto the show, although it's been quite a while. Mr. John Smith former edge I don't want to say former educator always an educator but <laughs> currently with an amazing company called book creator John how are you today welcome back to the show uh, I'm great thank you for having me it has been a long time I think it's probably been uh, gosh almost seven years maybe maybe even a little bit longer since we last talked but yeah a lot has happened uh, for me and obviously a lot has happened for the world um, in the last uh, you know while so uh, I'm just excited to be here thanks for having me now, educator, Apple Distinguished Educator, you, of course, are an ed tech genius. You've been around, and now you're on the other side. You crossed over to the dark side of the force and are now on an ed tech company. I'm glad that you're here because I wanted to ask you about not only what is the ed tech world doing to support, but really what are some of the short-terms and long-terms effects of that, but also how can we as tech coaches uh, support you, right? Because there is this back and forth thing. So first of all, let's just kind of get into this. I know Book Creator recently opened up its doors and is supporting teachers and students. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Book Creator and 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 tell us just how awesome is this application? Because I really do believe it. I'm using it with my six-year-olds right now. Tell us a little bit about Book Creator. Yeah, I, uh, I always I always start off by saying I think the worst thing about our company is our name, um, and I use it just kind of as a joke um, because when I say books, right? You say book creator. That's usually when the math and science teachers are like, "Peace out. We don't do books. We do math and science." Right? And uh, the English teachers are always on board, you know, things like that. But it, it really is a, a digital uh, tool to collect evidence of learning really is, is the best way for me to explain it. Right. I mean, it can be video, it can be photos, it can be text, it can be audio, it can be all kinds of things. And it doesn't have to necessarily just be a book in the traditional kind of sense. You know, I mean, I'm even working with a school that's using creator to make online yearbooks because they don't want to pay the yearbook company, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. So it, it, it can be used for just about everything. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that you said I'm on the dark side because now I feel like I'm a, like a book creator Sith lord or something um you know that's now kind of, i might change my business card now um but uh but no you know what it's just one of those tools and from a from a tech standpoint for those those people that don't know me i, I taught special ed for 12 years i was a tech integration specialist for seven and during that time as a as a tech integration specialist you know lots of tools come and go and uh ideas change and things like that but the one thing that 
I always struggled with was those teachers who just didn't want to try anything, right? And and some of those teachers I think about every day when I flip on the news and I read about this distance learning and you know all the virus and all this stuff like that. I wonder what those teachers are doing, right? Because they, I mean, they didn't even want to check their email. Um, and so that's what I like most about Book Creator, and that's what I've liked about Book Creator for almost eight years now is that it's just super simple to use, and it doesn't matter if you have. Uh, you know, huge amounts of technology experience, or if you have little experience, it's, it's easy to pick up. Uh, like you mentioned your six year old, you know, my son was, I think four or five when he published his first book. So it's very simple. Anybody can use it. And I think it's just a great tool uh, to get teachers trying technology. You know, even if, uh, even if that's the only piece they use, they're going to get in and they're going to love it. <laughs> now I want to take everybody uh -huh. back yep. a few weeks ago. We, heard about the, the, the COVID-19. We were getting this idea that distance learning might be a possibility. Finally, we got to the point where we realized, oh my goodness, things are starting to happen. And then we got the emails. Hey, I'm an ed tech company. I'm going free. I'm an ed tech company going free. I'm an ed tech company. I'm going free. Get your teachers on. And we got hundreds of these emails. John, could you be so kind and talk to us a little bit about what it's like behind the scenes of an ed tech company? Clearly, you're a for-profit, but now all these ed tech companies are trying to get into the classrooms to help. But what is it like being on that? I don't want to say being on the dark side, but you know what I'm saying. Like, What is it like right now yeah. being an ed tech company, trying to support, but towing the line here? Yeah, I. you know what? I think um, one, of the, one of the big discussions that we had uh, was – um, you know, how, how, how much force do we, do we put out there? Right? Like what, you know, do we bombard schools with emails and just say, you know, Hey, this is what it's going to be. Um, or do we not focus necessarily so much on the sale aspect of things? And do we focus more on the people aspect? And so I think what we've done uh, a really good job of doing in the last, you know, few weeks or so, or month or whatever it's been, I, I have no idea what day it is anymore. Um, you know, like I think that one of the things that we've done has been really good is we've really just focused on the relationship. We are, um, you know, we're not pushing the sales. We're not trying to, you know, hammer home things. We're just trying to build the relationships with the people that we already have relationships with. And for those people that find us and are just like, oh my gosh, my school told me I should check out Book Creator for remote learning, then we're just here to help support them and build the relationship with them as well. Um, you know, we did our we did our thing. We offered our 90 days of collaboration. Um, it's one of our pieces that's normally part of our paid plans. Uh, if you have the free plan, which is amazing uh, for Book Creator, then you can use the collaboration for 14 days. And then if you want to upgrade from there, you go upgrade. But we decided we'd give it away for 90 days at least to see um, how things go because we think that the collaboration is is a major uh, a major piece of obviously this this whole remote learning thing. Hey, John, I was going to I was going to say, you know what you said about the relationships? That is so true, because one of your reps, Catherine, like she reached out to me through I was doing a presentation at TCA and that's how she reached out to me. She came and sat in my session and she followed up with emails. But it wasn't just about her pushing her product is really like she wanted to get to know my school, wanted to get to know me. And that was really a big selling point as far as not selling, but getting her to, to come into the school. So yeah, I do have to give y'all kudos for that. Well, thank you. Yeah, we, you know what, it, it's one of those things that we, we really are very interested um, in 
people who talk about book creator and, and, and we're excited about that genuinely, you know, um, I just had, I had somebody the other day, uh, that was doing a webinar on using book creator, you know, uh, for remote type learning this, um, you know, for a different type, a different group that was putting this webinar together. And, uh, so we, I talked with her on a Google hangout for a while and uh, before her presentation and she, she was like, Oh my gosh, I'm a little bit nervous because you know, like uh, you're going to show up at the webinar, like you're the guru. And what if I mess things up? And, and I was like, no, you know what? Like, that's the, that's the beauty of it. Right. Everybody's different. And it's, it's, it's same, it's the same thing as our class. Uh, or same thing here at home. You know, I, I, I tease, you know, if, if I tell my son 20 times to do something and he doesn't do it, my wife walks home and says, Hey, go do this. And he does it. Right. So sometimes it's just a different voice that, that matters. Right. And so mm-hmm. I can sit here and do a thousand book creator webinars, but, uh, after a while, somebody may not want to hear my voice. So, you know, having somebody else present is, is important. It's, it's, it's part of who we are and part of how book creator has always, um, spread, you know, is word of mouth. And it's just amazing people, uh, like you, Melissa, talking about book creator in a presentation. And, and we're just genuinely excited to show up and see who's talking about us and to support you in any way that, that we can. You know, I think there's a lot of positives that have come out of the distance learning experience. Not that I'm trying to make light of what's going on in the world, but there's been a lot of things that are happening as far as education and ed tech goes. There's so many companies out there. Um, I'll, I'll just mention Zoom. They basically took their YouTube channel and started fresh and said, here's how you use it. And they've been pumping out brand new video tutorials on things. Talk to us a little bit about how Book Creator and maybe other applications that you both have seen um, have been refreshing themselves in the eyes of education, whether it be from, you know, refreshing their YouTube channel, their marketing materials. What have you guys done to pivot to reintroduce yourself? Yeah, I I think that's a great question. And um, it's one of the things that we talk about, you know, frequently is, you know, what are the, like, what types of things are we going to tweet about? What types of things are we going to uh, put on our YouTube channel. Do we need to make videos that are more geared towards students, which is something that we haven't necessarily had in the past? Uh, all of our videos are geared toward teachers, right? And I, I mean, I think the videos are, uh, you know, applicable to students as well. I think you could pick any of our videos, show them to a group of kids, and kids would figure it out as well. But nothing that we have done has specifically said, "Hey, kids, I'm talking to you." And so mm-hmm. we've started to do that. Um, same thing with parents, right? We haven't really you know, made any videos or documents that are specifically geared toward parents who are now helping their kids at home. And that is starting to change. Um, and, and the same, even with just my webinars, you know, I've been doing these getting started with book creator webinars for months and months now, and I hold them on Wednesdays. And when this thing came around, we decided, you know what, we better find a way to help people you know, understand how to use book creator for remote learning, because we have lots of schools that use our product and they may not think about using book creator in a, in a remote learning kind of way, you know, like you could think of, yeah, okay, we've got Google docs, right? Like I see how I can collaborate on Google docs, but I don't, I don't see the connection with book creator. And so what we've done is we, we, we started a new uh, webinar series called, um, you know, home learning with uh, book creator. And so it's just another webinar series. Catherine and I run it together and we basically just talk about cool ideas, templates, things that teachers might be wanting to do with their kids using book creator. And so far that we've only done uh, two or three of them so far and they've been really well received and 
uh, fantastic. And I think I've actually scheduled somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 or so webinars in the month of April. Um, and it, just trying to, you know, do what we can to help teachers as much as possible. Well, we, we would like to have you do one of those uh-huh. webinars and aim it at a six-year-old audience, please, John. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anytime. I am always happy to talk, to talk to anybody. As long as my schedule permits, then uh, I will uh, I'll jump on board. <laughs> you know, I think it's interesting how, how ed tech companies you – know- have bent around. Um, I receive a lot of emails from ed tech companies and, you know, at the beginning there was a lot of companies of, Hey, we're free. Don't forget about us. Check this out. But I've noticed thing as this thing is going on and on, a lot of companies are moving towards a, a newsletter of here's the step-by-step instructions to create a lesson. Here are templates that you can use, you know, making it easier for teachers, but even making it easier for people like Melissa and I just to pass that email on to our teaching staff and go here here's book creator. Here's what we can do. Run with it. And that's a major time saver to us. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we are starting yes, to is. do that as well. It, lots of, lots of emails that we've sent out to, uh, like I said, people that we have relationships with already just saying, you know, Hey, you know what? We know this is a rough time. Uh, we're not here to push anything. We just want to say, look, here we are to help. If you need help, here's a whole pile of resources that we have on our website. Um, you know, talking about collaboration and motivation and communication with parents and all those things. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely here to help and lots of great resources on our website, lots of great stuff in our webinars. Um, definitely here to help. So, Melissa, when it comes to being a tech coach here, how can teachers and students take advantage of not just Book Creator, but all of these free resources? I would imagine that any tech coach is just, you know, overwhelmed at how much you know, resources out out there, free applications. How do we determine what the best ones are to share with our teachers now that everything seems to be available? And how do you do that? Well, um, the, the first thing I look for, like like John said earlier, when you see when you're a teacher, you see all these resources, and you're like, I want to try them all. I want to try this. I want to try that. And you just it just gets overwhelming. So what I what I look for is, you know, does that tool give students ownership? Is there a voice? Um, is it re- truly authentic learning that's going to take place, or if it's something that's just on you know the level one of Bloom? So I'm looking to see how are they creating within this tool. So that's something that, that I look for when I. I'm looking at these different tools and also um, privacy issues. If it's asking me to upload student data, then that's going to turn me off right away. Uh, so that's what I look like. And is it really going to be free or am I going to be st- learn all these cool tools and then eventually those tools are going to stop and then I'm so used to using them um, that I'm going to be upset because I don't have these tools. So do they offer a lot of tools that, yes, I can use them, I can still do some of the things and maybe I can live without those premium version tools. So that's some things. Oh, and if it aligns with my curriculum and my district policy is what as far as what my district aligns to. Those are the top three things that I look for when I'm looking at a new tool. Now, last week, Melissa, you mentioned that you were doing training for all of your teachers. Do you find yourself uh-huh. um, saying, here's 50 free ed tech apps you choose? Or do you have to pick and choose? Because look, book creator might be great. And I'm just going to use this as an example, but maybe districts aren't 
in a position to purchase these ed tech apps after coronavirus is hitting us. Um, should we pick and choose? Should a district just choose one or two free things and, and give the trials of that? Or should we do everybody get something for free? Cause I think if everybody gets something for free, not everyone's going to get something paid once all of these free trials turn over. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on that? Melissa? And that I'd love to get John's opinion on that. Well, we're just starting with things that we know and that we have done before because we're trying not to introduce too much because it's this whole process is new. So we started off with sea salt. We're having pre-K through kin- to first grade use sea salt because they're used to it. You know, I talked with my teachers about Book Creator and I said, hey, are y'all going to be using Book Creator? They're like, yeah, but our school started it, but the other schools didn't. And we're trying to align all curriculum across the board. I said, do you think teachers could is it easy for teachers to sign up? They're, and they're saying yes. So it's an option that they're looking for, but they have to make sure that it aligns as far as, is it equal throughout? Is every kid going to have access to it? Because before this, John, my teachers were loving it. Like you said about the reading, we had math teachers having kids write math story problems. And the kids were so excited. Didn't take long for these kids to learn it. And they were telling the teacher some of the features. Like the teacher was like, oh my goodness, I didn't know it did that. The kids were showing the teachers. So it, it's it's that easy. We had second graders, first graders using this tool. So if, you know, if those curriculum teams, those teachers that are on those teams share that idea and it's something they want to take across the district, then they're going to move forward with that. But we're keeping it simple. We're not just throwing a bunch of tools out there. And I think that's a huge, I think that's huge. You know, you got to keep it simple. Um, I teach a graduate class and um, in the graduate class, you know, I share lots of technology tools with those teachers and I tell them, I said, listen, when you leave this class, you may sit there and say to yourself, I'm going to try all 50 of these things that I learned about in class. And if you, if you tell yourself that you're lying, like if I, if I tell myself that I'm lying, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. So one of the things I say to them, listen, if you walk out of here with one, two, three things that you can really grasp a hold of, then that's a, a win for me. That's a success. And I feel the same is true with, with whatever the tool is that you might be trying or pushing in your district to use during this remote learning. You, you, you have to, uh, at least in this um, atmosphere where everything is different, right? Teachers are being thrown into places they've never been. Students and parents are freaking out. I mean, like I just got used to working at home, right? <laughs> By myself. And then <laughs> as soon as I get used to it, then everybody's home, right? And and it's trying to, to juggle webinars while you've got kids who want to play the Nintendo or the Legos that just got dropped over here down the steps. Like those are things <laughs> that, that really you know, that you have to think about. And so I think when it, when it comes to choosing tools, especially in uncertainty, you have to pick something that you're comfortable with. Nobody wants to to go try book critter for the very first time, right? If, if we go after a school district and say, Hey, we know what's going on right now. Uh, We're going to give you this, you know, and you need to push it out to your school. Nobody's going to try that because everybody's so scared and so uncertain that they can't just throw something in that's new. So again, that's why we are focusing really on the relationships and, and helping those teachers who, who either have already used Book Creator and districts that have already used Book Creator and anybody that's new that's coming in and saying, you know what, I was told about Book Creator, I wanna try it. And we're like, okay, cool, let's, let's support you, let's be here to help you out. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And I made that mistake as a teacher a few years back. Oh, you know, seeing all those new tools come out and I've tried them. Like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. And it's exhausting. And I was in the class being able to catch those mistakes. I can't see that happening, you know, when kids are doing distance learning. Who's going to be that? Who do I call right away? They're not going to have you right there for you to step in and say, oh, no, let's try it this way. So, yes, keep it simple. John, as an ed tech company, what do you find that teachers and tech coaches are asking you guys for during these distant learning days? It seems like there's a lot of companies that are pushing their stuff and there's a lot of companies that are adding features specifically for it. For instance, Google just added a ton of features to Google Meet to make it easier for teachers. What are teachers asking you for to, you know, a feature request to make it easier for them to use your product away from the classroom? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And and I will say, I'll be honest, this is one that has happened or has been requested for a while um, and not even necessarily because of the virus thing, but uh, our collaboration feature is great, right? Like I love collaboration. I use it with teachers all the time. You know, I use it at conferences, things like that. But one of the things that isn't quite there yet is like a revision type history. And so if I invite a group of students into my library and they want to create a page in the book, that's great. But then if somebody accidentally deletes something, um, then it's kind of not there anymore, right? And there is no button, there's no magical Google type button to, to bring it back. And so um, being able to do something like that is a, is a highly requested feature. Um, I can tell you it's something that we are actively thinking about and working on. Um, but we've also found ways that, that um, we, we've listened to other teachers too, and some of the stuff that we've got coming out will make sharing um, libraries even easier with smaller groups of students, right? Inviting specific students to collaborate on certain books and things like that, not just the whole kit and caboodle. Um, and I, I think that it's going to be, I think it's going to be really good. Um, we're, we're working on templates. Uh, we know that teachers like things that are ready to go. Uh, so we're working on templates. Um, and there, there, there may or may not be something to look forward to tomorrow uh, in terms of uh, just something that, that kids um, might like and really be excited about. Uh, teachers, I think, will be excited about it, too. It's, it's a, it, I'll just say it's a book. Um, that everybody should uh, be excited about seeing uh, tomorrow. I showed my son, and when I showed my son, he about fell over off the chair. Uh, he was so excited about it the other day. Uh, my wife is going to send it off to her school and things like that. Uh, so I think there's some cool stuff coming. Um, and, and, and I will say that um, being on the other side of things, right, being on the Sith side of things now, um, I really get to see the 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 – the amount of effort that our team puts into listening to people is, is astonishing. Uh, the amount of updates that we've done this past year, the, the ideas that we take from teachers and want to put into our product. It, it's really amazing to see the back end of things. I, I always tease and tell my, my team, I said, I love watching the engineering channel on Slack. I have no idea what any of them are talking about, but it is fascinating to watch the Slack channel just fly by when somebody has an idea and they're like, oh my gosh, we can make that work. It's really, it's really cool to see. Well, let, let's talk about that a second because there's two things that are happening in this world. Number one, lots of feature requests, lots of I need this and I need this now. But at the same time, 
ISTE just postponed to the middle of, I think they're now like Thanksgiving weekend. So many ed tech yeah. companies this time of year are on a schedule and on a deadline, and they know that they're going to be pushing out a ton of new features for July, for June, right? Clearly, that timeline now has gone away, but now you've got this rush of, I have this window. Could you talk to us a little bit about how you guys are shifting and and are some of these things possible? Yeah, I think um, I, I think the we we listen to everything, right? Every every suggestion that comes in, we have an entire channel just on suggestions, and we sift through those, and we have to adjust based on what we think in is going to be the most impactful for students and teachers at the moment. So, you know, one of the things, and I guess it's just kind of a silly side note, one of the things that people really want is to be able to crop a photo, right? So I, I get it, right? I've, I've wanted to crop photos at times too, and Book Creator doesn't have a feature to crop a photo. Now, there's ways around it. You can take a comic panel and resize it, and now you've got a crop photo, right? There's, there's ways that you can kind of hack the system in order to make it do what you want it to do. But in the grand scheme of things, right now is is a photo cropping tool the most important thing that we can push out that's going to help teachers and students? And the answer to that is no, it's not, right? There's, there's other things that we can do, like improving our collaboration tool, uh, improving uh, our webinars, improving our support documents, improving uh, languages and things like that that will help more students than a cropping tool, right? So those are things that I think that we – that we kind of wrestle with on a daily basis. You know, what is the most important thing right now? Hmm. You know, but that can be important to a teacher, especially if she's designing something and she needs to crop it right then and there. That's an important tool yeah. at that moment. <laughs> it is. And that's what I, I don't want to, I, I hope that doesn't, I don't want that to come out as a, like downplaying, oh, it's just a cropping tool, <laughs> right? Because I've, I've run into things many times where I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I'd just crop this right now, right? But um, there's certain <laughs> things I think in the grand scheme of things that are that that do become more important. Um, and I think like with remote learning, you know, obviously, yeah, I want to be able to crop a photo. I want to be able to make my page look special, you know, and do what I want it to do. Um, but overall usability, overall, um, you know, health of the tool in terms of helping teachers. I think that's what we try to look at. Um, you know, we've had, uh, you know, some good conversations in the last couple of days and we have a, a, a call set up tomorrow where, again, we want to talk about what are things that schools are looking for and what are, um, what are things that we can feasibly do in a, in a short amount of time. John, before I let you off the hot seat, I wanted to talk about something that kind of was brought up before we started recording today here, which was, you know, right now we're looking at being under quarantine or under house arrest here for at least the end of August, uh, <laughs> April, right? And a lot of ed tech companies are saying 30 days free, 60 days free. Um you know, with without going too deep into things, are you guys or are ed tech companies going, okay, if 60 days are over and we're still in school, do we just say now it's 120 days, 190 days? Like, at w what is the long-term, short-term plan for supporting teachers um, that you're hearing in this ed tech world? And do we say so September, we're all paid no matter what, or God forbid... We're still going to be free in September because you know, 
I don't even want to think about that, but I think about that a lot. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't want to think about that either. Um, but no, I think that the 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 short term is we're going to do what's right by teachers, right? We're going to try to help teachers as much as we can. Uh, long term, obviously, yeah, you you have to look at the the health of the app, the company, the whatever the case may be, right? You. At some point, um, uh, uh, companies can't just continue to offer free stuff indefinitely, right? That's that's how companies mm-hmm. make money, right? That's why they're called companies, right, or whatever. So, th- you know, you have to at some point you have to. Um, I don't want to. I'm not going to say pull the plug because I don't think that's a really bad term. I don't. I don't mean that. Um, but at some point, you have to think beyond what's happening, right? Like how, how do we survive as a company and and me not meaning we as in book creator, but just anybody, right? Uh, How do we survive as teachers? Uh, We have to adjust and we have to adapt. And, and I think that uh, right now our 90 days that we have offer for the collaboration, will take most schools uh, until June. Right. And that hopefully by then um, summer break comes and schools are, are out of this situation and, um, hopefully things have resolved itself and then things can go back to normal, quote unquote, normal for, for everybody. Um, but if things, if things happen and they don't go back to normal as everybody wants or is expected, then I think anybody, whether it's a teacher or a parent or a company or a kid, I think anybody has to just make an adjustment, um, that's going to, that's going to help everybody. You can find more information over at bookcreator.com or, of course, go to bookcreator.com forward slash resources. All the links are going to be in our show notes here at episode 88. Now, John, I want you to take off your dark side hat and put back on your tech coach hat because (laughs) Melissa and I are in a position now where we're supporting our teachers, supporting our students. What are some of the pieces of advice that we can give each other here to support our teachers? Because some of our teachers are still scared. They're nervous. They're anxious. They don't want to do it wrong. They don't want to get embarrassed. But we're in a new world here. So what advice can you reach out and give teachers and tech coaches as they start their journey into distance learning? Yeah, you know what? I think my my biggest piece of advice is – you know, I say that, and it's probably not even just because of the virus. I've said this before. I say it many times, don't ask somebody to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. So if you are a tech coach and you are telling teachers, Hey, you've got to do distance learning. You've got to do webinars with your kids. You got to do all of these things. You know, you got to be on the computer and this and that. If you're not willing to do it yourself, then don't be telling teachers they have to do it. Um, and at the same time, I think Melissa said something along these lines as well. Like we, we have to be okay with failing, right? This is new to everybody. And if, as long as teachers understand that it's okay, if something goes wrong and they're not going to be ridiculed and they're not going to be, um, you know, looked at badly by the tech department or the instructional coaches or whatever, you know, I think then that goes a long way, but being there to support them. Uh, answer their emails in a timely fashion, uh, you know, pick up the phone call and talk to them and, and, and jump in a, jump in a lesson with them. You know, I, I've, I've had that before where, where people said, Hey, I'm going to do a book creator webinar. Do you have any advice? You know, and I give them my advice and I'll say, when is it? I'll, I'll jump in with you and, and just be a fly on the wall. And that way, if you have questions that, that you can't answer, then I'm here to help you, but I'm not going to run your webinar. It's your webinar. Um, but I'm just going to be here to to support you. And I think that those are kind of things that, that are important from coaches as well. 
Melissa, what advice do you have anybody out there listening to this? Well, like I said, um, it's okay to fail, fail forward. That's, I mean, you're, if you don't try something, you're not going to to learn you're not going to grow you know my this is my first year as a tech coach and yes i've done some things thinking oh i shouldn't have done that but i'm just trying new things and i'm just i'm just putting myself out there and letting them know like hey i'm learning for you i'm learning with you i don't know what they all the answers because people will ask me and i'm like i don't know i'll have to, i'll i'll check that out i'll look into it um so just just letting them know that you don't have all the answers you have to go and learn and research yourself so if they see you as that being vulnerable like you're learning just alongside them i think that's when you build that trust and that relationship starts to form i love the answers and i want to say thank you guys for being here on the show fail forward don't be afraid be vulnerable put yourself out there i can tell you guys after two weeks of doing this working with both teachers and students and even parents it's okay to put yourself out there and go, you know what, guys, this didn't work. Or you know what, next week, we're going to try doing something different because I thought this would work. But you know what, for whatever reason, my directions weren't good enough because, you know, in a classroom situation, they might have worked, but distant learning, they didn't work. So I had to go back to the drawing board. It's mm -hmm. okay. And if you're there yeah. as a tech coach and you're going, how do I find out the right way to do things? Who do I talk to? That is why every single Wednesday we are going to be doing our tech coach roundtable. It is free to join. Please check it out. You can find out all the information over at Ask the Tech Coach on Twitter. Um, just leave me a DM. Just leave me a hello. I will get you our Google form. You are happy to join us. We would love to have you there. I would love to see 100 tech coaches. Melissa, wouldn't that be cool? There was 100 tech coaches yes, in a Zoom would. room all <laughs> learning from John. Smith, how to get to the dark side of the, of the moon here. <laughs> and all talking over each other because they have so many ideas. <laughs> you know, you know seriously, great. I'm surprised more of that didn't happen. It was a, it, it, These are great meetings. John, of course, we would love to have you there any of these weeks. We're going to be doing it every single Wednesday until... Until I moved to Connecticut in the beginning of May. So we'll go from there and we'll see what happens. But guys, we would love to hear from you. Uh, John, where can we get a hold of you? I know you've got an amazing Twitter account that I've been following for the last eight years. And what do we do to get onto some of these free book creator things? Yeah, so I am the iPod teacher on Twitter. That's a whole nother story because everybody thinks I should change it to something else. But uh, I can't. I'm old school and I'm sticking with it. I, um, I think if I changed my Twitter handle, I wouldn't know who I am myself. So I'm the iPod teacher on Twitter. Uh, book creators on Twitter, book creators on Instagram. We've got book creator on Facebook. There's a great group of uh, book creator teachers on Facebook as well. Uh, that are always, um, you know, sharing ideas and things like that. Um, and then we also have a great YouTube channel with lots of videos and tutorials and things like that to, to help you. Um, but on our website, um, if you go to bookcreator.com, right at the very top, there's a, a coronavirus uh, banner that goes right across the top. And um, it's got a whole uh, learn more section. And if you click on it, there's lots of great resources. Uh, wonderful books that kids have written, wonderful books that teachers have written uh, that just kind of give you ideas. And then again, there's a place for you to sign up for our webinars. There's always a getting started with book creator webinars. And we have these new home learning uh, with book creator webinars as well. So lots of great resources there. We have a guide for parents and a guide for students that, uh, that we just put together as well. So definitely check out our site. Great stuff there. And always reach out to us. Uh, we have a great support line as well. So uh, we're always here to help answer your questions. 
Melissa Summerford, tell us a little bit about how we can find you guys. Well, um, I'm at Summerford Stars, and like John said, I kept this. I mean, it started as my classroom Twitter, so it's me. I'm not going to change it either. <laughs> so I'm at Summerford Stars. You can also find me at melissa.tools. This is kind of where I've just shared all the the trainings that I have done. So just go look around, see what you can pick up, see what you can take. But um, I, I like to share, and teachers give teachers, like HyperDocs girls say. <laughs> And of course, we would love to have you guys check us out over on AskTheTechCoach.com. Follow us on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach and check out all the great things happening over on the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you're looking to bring audio and video podcasts, we are creating a brand new online course of how to use Final Cut Pro. That's right. Final Cut Pro to create, edit, and publish your own audio podcast. Check that stuff out. We're going to be sharing it on TeacherCast very shortly. And of course, the Jeff Bradbury Show. We took a two-week hiatus because I'm still trying to make sense of everything that's going on <laughs> between coronavirus moving and spending some time with the triplets but we're going to be doing an episode this week of five things that you guys can be doing to build your edu brand while on coronavirus hiatus i think that's the appropriate way of putting it i don't know but anyway i want to say thank you guys for listening to this week's episode on behalf of melissa john and everybody here in the teacher cast educational network my name is jeff bradbury reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.